And now let's get to the mailbag, 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 mailbag. We didn't have production, so I just tried to do something. Okay, here we go. We have put together our favorite questions from Facebook, from the X platform and beyond. And here we go, Andy. Uh, let's see. All right, here we go. I'm going to start with this one. Tim Long on Facebook asks, was Matt Patricia really the problem last year? Yeah. I mean, not the problem. H- hindsight is now, tur- like, a skewed hindsight is now actually kind of making things not look as bad as they were, la- or rather, we knew they were bad last season, but this season is now making last season almost look damn near heroic. You you need to change the to a. Uh. Was he a problem? Yes, he was a problem. He was not the solid, problem. solid qualifier there, Hart. Solid right? qualifier. Yes, exactly. Because if you say he was the problem, you got rid of him. Okay, problem solved. No, he was a problem. Mac is mm-hmm. a problem. Bill is a problem. Talent is a problem. Um, but I do believe there was more dysfunction. I do mm-hmm. not believe mm-hmm. that players think about Bill O'Brien and this offense the way they thought about Matt Patricia and that offense and what they did last year. So you're less dysfunctional, but no more functional, if that makes any sense. As a football It does. It, uh, 100% it does. I, I, I think that that was actually a very appropriate, mature, and succinct answer. If you need to take the rest Where'd of the I podcast, Bob... I know. Wait, well, don't peek this early. We got 14 more questions, guys. Did I steal it from Mike Reese? Here we go. Okay, here we go. Don't. What? All right. what? It's okay. Don't play. Don't I'll admit play to plagiarizing. Reese. I don't plagiarize. I'm not okay. AI. I don't steal. It's all yeah, comes what, from you, what, what do you work for? SI? How long until right. WEEI turns into WEAI? Ain't no <laughs> AI that's going to come up with we are not tanking, we just suck, or losing is undefeated. Or the truth is never mean. Those are Andy Hart originals. Put them on T-shirts and sell them at the pro shop along with the Joe Judge. No one's coming. It's up to us. Well, us, we've failed. Thomas Wolf on Facebook asks, losses seem to help the team long term. So why the hell should we want to win? You shouldn't. I mean, let me let me back up. I'm not going to okay. tell you how to feel as a fan. You can feel the way you want. Um, but I think a lot of people have accepted that the best thing Matthew Slater even acknowledged that he can understand that fans accept the best thing for them is to see this team lose. Because as a fan, you're hoping you get that marquee superstar player. I saw our guy Mike Cadlick tweeted out today a Dane Brugler mock draft where the Patriots take Drake May at number three. That will ingest uh, injecting excitement in Patriot Nation. And that will inject fun and entertainment value for some period of time. Now, he may stink. You may get like halfway through his rookie season and be like, "Uh oh, we drafted the wrong guy." Um, but for some, when was the last time the Patriots felt truly entertaining? The end of that Bills game, we got a little blip, the drive from Mac that we hadn't seen. Okay, there was one there, but for the most part, and you know my rule, entertain me first. Mm-hmm. There's nothing entertaining. About, there's no entertainment value with this team on the field or during the week. The most entertaining thing right now, from my perspective is rooting for losses so that you have a one, two, or three pick so that you can dream of turning things around, right? Like that's that's like buying your Powerball pick and thinking about what you're going to buy with the money, except it's not one in 200 billion odds. It's like, I don't know, maybe like a 40% chance, something like that, right? Like pretty good odds that that pick could lead to success and entertainment down the road. Entertain me first. That is priority numero uno. They'll try hard. They'll do everything they can. 
Uh, it's also going to be a red Pat the Patriot throwback day this coming Sunday as well. So you'll have some bolts and maybe some bolts and Patriot. Like it'll look like the 1980s. Let's get, Ke- let's get, uh, let's get Kellen Winslow and Dan. I'll take, you know, honestly, I'd be more entertained this Sunday if it was Grogan throwing to Stanley Morgan and Dan Fouts throwing to Kellen Winslow or Charlie Joyner than oh, I would be by. Team? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Current at current age. Oh, yeah. No, no, no. Flag. You can put flags on them. Doesn't have to be contact. Mm-hmm. Like that commercial with Emmett and Dan Marino for Pepsi Frito Lay, yep. the Brady Edelman commercial. It's pretty yeah. funny when Dan Marino puts on the glass. That was yeah. actually when he puts on the readers. That's funny. And does like the Santa Claus look down his nose. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew yeah. he could no, still, I, still has his uh, Ace Ventura still has his Ace Ventura chops. Ah, uh, from the Twitter platform at Forza underscore core. What are the odds that Barmore and Peppers, arguably their two best players this season, get extended this offseason with all the available cap space? Um, the offseason at some point, I think they're decent. Um, but I think you have to wait because what we're talking about, there's going to be right. an overhaul in the organization. So unless Who's making that decision now, right? Unless Jonathan Kraft is the one legitimately making that decision and going sort of the uh, Stephen um, um, Jones. Jones. I was going to call him Ross. Yeah. Who's Stephen Ross? Well, this actually, uh, Steve, Stephen Ross, uh, that's the old Dolphins owner. Uh, yeah, actually, no, still current Dolphins owner, the big Michigan supporter, the guy that tried to poach yeah, yeah, Brady and bring yeah. him here. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. But yeah, if you go Stephen Jones, maybe Jonathan could do it, but otherwise mm-hmm. I think you have to hire a head of football before they decide, yeah, we want Christian Barmore at, cause the Christian Barmore deals, the peppers one, that's a weird one because I'm not sure where his value is at this point in his career and the, the way he's playing and where he he's got a in. great value to this team right now. And hopefully in the short term yes. future, this would I mean, there would be no bigger sign that Bill Belichick is out than if Jonathan Kraft either negotiated these deals a la when Theo Epstein was wearing gorilla suits and was kind of in kind of out with the socks. And I believe uh, who was it that orchestrated the Mike Lowell, Josh Beckett deal? It wasn't. Um, Larry Lucchino pulled off that trade. That was not yeah. a Theo trade. And of course right. that ends up helping the Red Sox win a world series as well. But if he brought in someone else to negotiate this deal right now over Matt Groh's head or over Bill Belichick's head, that would be the ultimate like spoiler alert changes coming to Foxborough. Speaking of Stephen Jones, that plays nicely into this question uh, from one of our regulars in the Putnam club uh, for the chalk talk, a loyal diehard Foxborough family, Vinny Savile, the third, Bill O'Brien said on Tuesday that the QB decision is made by a, quote, chain of command with Mr. Kraft seemingly having the final say. My question to you, gentlemen, is when did Bob Kraft turn into Jerry Jones? Um, I don't think he's Jerry Jones, but um, extreme times call for extreme measures. And I said this to Rich Keefe last night. People like to throw around the term meddlesome owner. To me, nothing Robert Kraft is doing in the last year or so is meddlesome because meddlesome implies to me a negative tone, like you're getting in the way of success. No, no, no. That's David. That's David Tepper in care. That's David Tepper in Carolina. Right. Because it's a poop show around him. This is, uh oh, my once great coach GM team is falling on its face. I need to step in. Yeah. And it's my, yeah. I like the fact that he reminded everyone before the season, Bill runs my football team. Correct. This is his $7 billion investment. It's not Bill Bell. I know everyone thinks Belichick can set up the legacy for the next coach. Belichick will have the ultimate, like we have to, we have to remember it. The buck begins and ends with the laser na- lower right corner. What they used to always say, LRC, RKK, LRC. That's yep. where it begins and ends. So and he had his an asset. Investment. 
in Mac Jones that was a, a first-round pick, middle of the first-round pick, high first-round pick, Mac Jones, that he's admitted he's a fan of and that I think he at one time hoped would be the franchise quarterback. Actually, he said that. He thought they had the quarterback, and since then he hasn't. But I think I, – I, I said to Rich, this Rich Keefe on the WEEI nighttime show, just because Robert is active now doesn't mean he picked Mac Jones. You could you could be active now, just like oh my god, I got to try to salvage that asset, salvage my team, salvage my season. So it was an interesting comment. It was certainly interesting that Bill O'Brien brought up the the chain of command in New England and said Robert mm -hmm. Kraft down to Bill Belichick, and then kind of giggled like then the rest of us assistant coaches fall in mm -hmm. line somewhere down here. And are also, also I'm probably going to hear from Bill and Burge after I say this. Well, and I but I wouldn't care anymore. Who cares? The wheels yeah, are off. I, no, one should, no, one should no one should care. No one should care. Yeah. Um. I also thought it was interesting because it has been portrayed of late that maybe Bill O'Brien is making the quarterback decisions and that maybe he is divvying up reps and maybe he doesn't like Bailey Zappi and maybe he's sticking with Mac Jones longer. I thought it was interesting. He's like, no, no, no. We have a chain of command. It's Robert. It's Bill. And then I'm down here with the rest of the schmucks making decisions. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm dancing the base, the the bottom, the the. In the bottom of the, ba the basement of the Titanic, drinking Guinness and having a good he's time. Middle management, like he's middle right. management, is what he's saying he is. Mm -hmm. Like there's upper management, and then there's us, the rest of us down here, and we're all kind of getting along. But he's he's one of the Bobs. He's he's literally a Bob. He is a well. No. <laughs> there you go, Bill. Um, let's keep let's keep her moving here. Um, uh, okay, on that. Um, from Twitter at Mac Jones Cookies. Who would you guys want to see take over GM responsibilities next year? Andy, who is what's the name of that guy from San Francisco? The um, Adam Peters. Yeah, okay. I like him. Um, I like him as a guy that blends the Patriot way from his experience here earlier in his career to the San Francisco way and the success they've had out there. Obviously, putting together a remarkable roster in recent years and John Lynch and Kyle Shanahan. Also, by the way, I think he's viewed that place the probably way you want to set up an organization now where you have a GM and a coach that are working hand in hand in an alignment, not one guy with necessarily elite power over the other kind of thing. Um, so Adam Peters is a guy I've always liked Kevin Colbert. I think he did a great job with the Steelers over the years. If you could, could, get, get could him you coax him out of retirement. Yeah, I know. Mr. Kraft's got a couple of those as well. Uh, I happen to right here now, Andy have uh from a, a website that has kind of worked its way into my uh, football. Is it AI uh, edu written? Education rotation, uh, 33rd team, Mike Tannenbaum site. He yep. has a list of uh, the seven likely GM, the top GM candidates for 2024. Number one on his list, Adam Peters, assistant GM of the 49ers. Glad he listens and reads six rings. It's, I'm telling you, all the good takes come from six rings. Uh, also, then he's got Ian Cunningham, assistant general manager of the Bears. Um, uh, oh, he was learned at the Aussie Newsom School of Scouting, uh, which is the Bill the Belichick Ravens. School of Scouting. Then we have Ed Dodds, assistant GM of the Colts. Uh, Mike Borgonzi, assistant general manager of the Chiefs. I'd be into Peters and Borgonzi in a heartbeat. So Borgonzi is an Everett native whose brother Dave coached hey. with the Patriots. I knew his brother a little bit when he was in the organization. So there is some local and organizational ties in the like that. Borgonzi family. Uh, Jojo Wooden, director of player personnel with the Chargers. Uh, be interesting if he leaves there, if Belichick goes there. Like that could be a, an interesting little swap. Chargers have good talent. Yeah, they do. Just don't have a good coach. Nope. Um, 
Andy Weidel, assistant general manager, Pittsburgh Steelers. He also learned at the Ozzie Newsom School of Player Picking and General Managerialmanship. Okay, you could um, uh, sell me on him because I'm guessing he has some ties to Colbert. So if you tell me he learned from Ozzie and Colbert, I like they, that blend. And they haven't missed on a wide receiver in three decades. And, and they, finally, the one thing I'll say about Pittsburgh yeah. is he also, they're not a great cap team. They had a guy, Omar, something that was running the cap for a while. I don't love the way they've run the cap, but um, talent-wise, mm -hmm. I'm okay with it. And your last one, Brant Tillis, Vice President of Football Operations with the Chiefs. I'll read this one. Tillis is an interesting name, primarily a salary cap guy, but so was Eagles GM Howie Roseman, who has won two of the NFL's last six Executive of the Year awards. Roseman's success is changing how supposed non-football personnel people are viewed. So there you go, folks. I just learned a lot. I think Andy learned a bit. You all learned a lot. There are the names. Oh, all right. Just, you know, a little humility goes a long way. Uh, okay. I think this is maybe the question. It is probably the question in Pat's nation right now uh, from the X platform at Chris with a T-I-A-N, Chris with a Chan. Bigger need, head coach or quarterback? Uh, quarterback same because and i'm and i'm saying that from my perspective not necessarily just the team building perspective what do we we just use the e-word like you can be entertaining if not necessarily championship caliber the chargers are the example if you get the quarterback you're going to be in games you might be disappointed mm -hmm. like why aren't we better why aren't well the coach stinks yeah. you need to find a new coach but a good coach with a bad quarterback isn't that called the Patriots right now? We're in this problem. Whereas a good quarterback with a bad coach is called the Chargers. I'd rather be the Chargers right now than the Patriots. Good spin. Uh, yeah. Also, I just want a new quarterback. Organic. Yeah. Quarterbacks can somehow go out there and win games in spite of the coaching. And a lot of times we, see, we, we don't see, see bad quarterbacks win in spite of good coaching. We see quarterbacks play on Sunday, as Tom Brady said. The coach mm -hmm. is not very impactful on Sunday. The quarterback is very impactful on Sunday. Well, guess what? I watch on Sunday. I don't watch on Tuesday in the meeting. So you may tell me you have a great coach who runs a great meeting with a great game plan, mm -hmm. but I need a quarterback to entertain me when I spend $175 on my tickets. So I want the quarterback. Wow. Where are you spending $175? It's not that much. Well, I was just throwing a number out there. <laughs> I'm hoping to be competitive again when the tickets will cost a decent amount of money. I know the re we'll get to that tomorrow on the Chargers Patriots preview uh, over under a number of actual people in attendance on a chilly Sunday, December 3rd. And how many of them will be actual quote Chargers fans as well? Oh, whoa, be Pat's nation back to Facebook. David Weaver, how many times will Mac be benched for Zappy before he loses the outright starting job? Okay, that's a great question for this week, and I'm sure we'll delve into it more in the game preview. Pod. Four times already Four. I yeah. can't remember. Any other quarterback being benched four times in a season and not losing his job or just being benched four times, period. This is insane. This quarterback carousel is insane. Well, it is and it isn't. So Bill, once again, wouldn't say anything today when he spoke with the media about he's not talking about naming starters, blah, blah, blah. Shocker. Um, I know we're not supposed to probably acknowledge that other radio hosts and stations exist like you're supposed to pretend. But uh, Tony Maserati had a great tweet this week where he okay. said uh mac jones has been benched four times and i'm going to trust tony's numbers here he's a tough guy he's a jumbo so i'm assuming he did this right tony maz said that mac jones has been benched four times in 11 games which is like 37 percent of the games he's been benched in 
So you're more likely when you watch the Patriots play to see Mac Jones benched than for them to convert a third down because they're below that number on third down conversions. And like that is eye opening that they are more likely to bench him than convert any third down that he's most likely leading. Um, but the answer to this question. Oh, my God. Four. I think Bailey Zappi is going to start on Sunday. I was wrong. I don't know how you can keep putting Mac out there. I just you don't. think Bailey Zappi is going to start this coming Sunday against the Chargers? Yep. I do. All right. Uh, bet. You want a fan duel? Bet it. A beer. You owe me lots of beers. I, 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 the the next beer you give me will be the first beer you give me. You. I don't lose bets, so I don't need to give you beers. You just then people give it to me, and then you just take it and say I owe it to you. Like this is just an absolute what a one sided deal. Uh, I will say, I say Mac Jones starts on Sunday. Okay, I'll bet you a six pack of Modelo. I don't want Modelo. It's a good oh, beer, but Modelo. six pack of Narragansett. Okay, the the real people's beer, the people's champion of refreshing all locally made beer. Yeah, okay, it's still only like seven ninety nine tops. Okay, so a I six pack of all boy Narragansett. There it I is. There it is. Right there. There it is. Right there. I look forward to putting those away after we get off the air. Christmas Eve, which will technically be Christmas morning on the Six Rings postgame show following Pats at Broncos. Oh, like you couldn't either. Here's a fun one I called from the Twitter platform. It actually wasn't a question asked to us, but I wanted to go with it. Uh, Mike Giardi. Uh, Greer slash Cunningham platoon. Who says no? Uh, would you? I would, I, watch. I, I would too. I would, I would absolutely... I would watch that with morbid curiosity. I would rubberneck across the highway. I would look at it like the first time pornography was put on and I wasn't supposed to look at it like, with like, oh, sorry. Yep. Like, and then I'd get, get weirded out. National by Geographic it. nudes. <laughs> Precisely. I'm sure um, Giardi's thrilled that we're mentioning National Geographic nudes and his name in the same sentence. It's a tough season, Mike. But I, I would watch. Now, I will fully admit after that game, I would probably on the Six Rings postgame show being like something to the effect of, oh, that's why nobody wanted those guys to play. That's why. Fine. Those... At least give me, let me know. I want to see it happen. Yeah. For prove God to the sake. world that those guys suck. Prove it yes. to the world. And you know who's with us, I think, is Devin McCourty, who was calling for Will Greer to start last week. And this week kind of morphed it into, I just want somebody different. If I'm on defense on that team, I've seen these guys play. They're not it. I played against them. I want somebody different. And you couldn't get more different than Will Greer, Malik Cunningham nope. combo. Now, the one problem is, according to Bill O'Brien, Malik Cunningham not really doing much at quarterback. He's but now I read yesterday, somebody said it's now about 50-50. Like his yeah, reps are Troy now. Brown, and I think he's wrong. I, Bill, okay, I believe Bill O'Brien more than Troy Brown. No offense, Troy. And by the way, Troy, um, I love you. I mean it. Your receivers stink. <laughs> Uh, well, actually, that's very good segue. Um, I, I I feel the exact same way. Love Troy Brown's contributions on the field. Uh, I have enjoyed all my interactions with Troy Brown off the field Great as well. Guy. What a guy! Um, the Former receiving Narragansett beer owner. I don't know if he still is or not, but was he really? Was oh, he yeah. an investor in the in sort of the rekindling of that brand and that company? And yes. now they've got that banging uh, tap room, and like they're a vibrant part of the Providence com uh, community as well. Love to see it. I can't wait to win my six pack when Max starts on Sunday and everyone goes, Oh God, but I would much rather see Mike. I would much rather see Greer Cunningham. Um, speaking of the wide receivers, Andy at WPG sports with a Z fan 21, given their contracts for next year, what does the wide receiver core look like in 2024? Um, I think you'll definitely see so long as his health holds up, 
Demario Douglas. You, I think, I don't know about Kendrick Bourne. I want them to resign him badly, but I don't know if he's going to want to stay. That probably depends on who the coach and the quarterback are. He's got a long way to go on the road to rehab. Is Juju here? Does like, does the next group, does the next coach hold on to Juju or say, you know what? We'll buy it out. We're good. Thanks, buddy. Well, Juju and Parker, the next regime. Do they want zero chance Parker's here next year? None. None. I wouldn't have either guy here. I would treat it like 2000 and start, you know, get the old hatchet out and start carving things off the roster that I had no part in the idiotic contracts given to them and just, just move on from them. But I'll tell you, I think, the wide receiver position looks young and questionable. I think right. you you probably have to draft one with one of your first two picks. So either mm-hmm. in the top three or in the top 35, you have to draft a receiver. Then you grab um, one in the mid-rounds like you did your special teamers yep. this past year. But and young you receivers sign a veteran. are dubious. Like there's going to be some, some learning curve and some growing pains, I would guess. Because I know we're in this modern era where, oh, everybody comes in and makes plays at receiver. No, not everybody does. There are some guys that take a year or two. There are some guys that never get it, uh, i.e. Tyquan Thornton, who, side note on Tyquan Thornton, I said this to Rich yep. Keith last night. We like to say they broke Mac Jones and he is broken. I think they broke Tyquan Thornton. He is not running routes like the guy I saw as a rookie in nope. training camp. So, oh, no. I don't know what happened to him, um, if it's all coaching, if it's, you know, offensive change, if it's I, I have no idea, but he has become embarrassingly bad at running routes in the National Football League. And he was not yeah. that rookie in camp. So, no, um, but no, the, the, the wide receiver position is going to look a lot different. Mm-hmm. It's probably not going to be great. It's mm-hmm. probably going to be young and mm-hmm. there's probably going to be a lot of work in progress nature to it. <laughs> yes. And I do think that they will go after a upper echelon to top tier free agent wide receiver as well. Uh, I would be intrigued by somebody who's only 27 years old, uh, like a Curtis Samuel. I know he was the guy I wish they took over Nelson Aguilar a couple of years ago. Um, It's not a bumper crop. When you look at the free agent wide receivers, Mike Evans will be a free agent. I doubt he's going to want to come to a team and transition like the Patriots. He'll probably ring chase or check chase. Um, I know you love T Higgins. What would you say? All right, I'm going to go right now on Spotrack. Give me, I'm a, you take a guess. What is Michael Pittman's market value next year? Uh, four years, 88 million. That's a really good guess. Spotrack has him at four years, 94 million. I am that's, a professional. That's an insane amount of money. Yeah, I mean, that's where the market is going for a guy who's a, what is he, above average? Actually, you know what, Andy? So far on the season, he's got six games to go. He's at set. Look at the effect, the Gardner Minshew effect. He should send him a nice nice Cadillac or a good leather jacket. 76 receptions, 784, over 10 yards per reception, only three touchdowns, but still, that's that's somebody who knows it's a contract year. Now, would he be? Would he be a dog or a dog next year, whoever gets him? No, I don't think he'll be either. I think he'll be fine. I think you you know who he might be? A higher-end Hunter Henry, where Hunter Henry's not worth $12.5 million a year. He also doesn't suck like Jonu Smith or Mike Kosicki. He's in the right. middle somewhere. You're kind of mm-hmm. getting production out of him. He is what he is. I think Pittman is that, but I don't think you'll look back and say, oh, we married Pittman up to our rookie quarterback, and it was like Josh Allen and Steph Diggs. I don't think... He not him. He not him, as the kids say. He, yeah, he's not. He is most indeedly not Timothy. 
I'm not sure T. Higgins is either. He has not had a no, good. No, I told you he's not. He's not. He's and you know what else he doesn't rate well in separation. He's got Devonte Parkeritis. Like he does not. You separate. don't have to separate to be good if you can play. I know, but he doesn't. He doesn't do really either. He's not having a great free. I would be season. concerned if I gave him a hundred million dollars. I would be concerned that he not him. Uh, all right, here we go. We've got a couple more here, folks. Home stretch at Hans Danson. If the pick falls out of the top two, would you trade it to Arizona as the primary asset in a deal for Kyler Murray? This assuming Murray becomes available and Arizona wants a new quarterback. Hell to the nose. I'm giving a top five pick for Kyler Murray. I, I don't think Kyler Murray's a franchise QB. I'm not a fan of Kyler Murray. Um, and by the way, if you're picking that low, it means mm -hmm. Kyler Murray continued to lose with the Cardinals, because if the Cardinals win, then all of a sudden you jump up into the top two picks. That's not going to be tough for them to do. Like they're going to probably get absolutely throttled this coming week against the Steelers, who look like they're getting a little bit of their mojo back ever since they made a change at offensive coordinator. Did you see the stat that I believe is accurate? I'm just going to run with it. I read it on X and everything that, on X. Th then true. it's definitely true that in the final game prior to Matt Canada becoming offensive coordinator, the Steelers had 400 yards of total offense. Last week in their first game after Matt Canada was relieved of his duties as offensive coordinator, they had 400 yards of total offense. In between, they never had 400 yards of total offense. <laughs> it's a, what a mess. That offense should, I mean, that's one of those, like, is it the coach? Is it the coordinator? Is it the quarterback? Well, part Probably of it, a combination the quarterback's there, right? not that good. Najee Harris has not been what he was supposed to be. But he looked he had a good game last week though. When it but mattered like he, the Warren guy. He's been their lead dog and the Warren guy is better. He's more impactful. I'd still take that combination. I like that as a young combination. Both guys are young. Both guys uh you know, what are they both under 25? One's better at catching passes, one's a little bit more of a hammer. I would still take that combo over a lot of other RB1s and 2s in the league. Uh okay, let me interrupt real quick. Just one that right. came in. Okay. Uh, this is an old PU, PFW, and Progress listener, Adam Shifter. Um, mm -hmm. Do lighthouses typically have bells? And would a ship even hear it? A reference to the bell on the lighthouse. That, no, they usually have horns, no, right? That's right. Which is... I don't really get I mean, the bell I think thing. Lighthouses, lighthouses, I think sometimes they do just... Churches have bells. Yeah, Steeples lighthouses, have bells. You know, the easiest thing, it's almost as if, do lighthouses have bells? They came to uh, they came before foghorns. They were installed along with lighthouses on land and on lightships. Like foghorns, bells were used oh, in yeah, foggy ships. conditions to warn of navigational hazards such as rocky coastlines or shoals. So the answer or is yes. crappy football teams. All right. There you go. And thank you very much, Adam Shifter. <laughs> um, okay. Carlene Gadapi from Facebook. Carlene I says, Gadapi too. <laughs> Mac I'll say Carlene Gadapi. Too not, many copies. Nah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And her dad is not Momar. Uh, Mac is not a good fit for the stricter methodology employed by the bedrock of Patriots football, aka Bill Belichick. Do you think maybe he'd play well for someone like a Pete Carroll? So we're talking about personality wise. Yeah, like I, I thought that was an that's why I grabbed that one. I thought that might be an because Geno Smith, you know, he could be on the outs after having a tough uh sophomore season with Seattle. Obviously, it's his 11th year in the league overall. Drew Locke isn't the answer. Could they enter the QB draft portal as well? Certainly would be a different um, vibe. I think he mm -hmm. would obviously get. Now, Mac was very successful with Nick Saban, who's 
an a-hole hardo right. structure. And his whatever. high school coach was legendarily strict and demonstrative. So I don't think the 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 difficult world of the Patriot way is what's broken Mac. I think some of it's coaching and talent and all those yep. things. Um, d- but he needs a chain of change of scenery, and maybe a change of scenery to like For a sure. more lovey dovey place might help him. Just, just maybe to heal him up. Yes. I mean, yeah. Like go go against the grain of what he's been used to on the gridiron. Yeah. Yep. Uh, three more, Andrew. Here we go. Mickey Horn. My question to you guys is if in the offseason the Patriots get a new coach and a new quarterback, how long till they're competing for a Super Bowl again? Would it be A, a year, B, three years, or C, five years? Did you say a year? I, the, he gave us a multiple choice. I appreciate a listener slash participant who gives the hosts a multiple choice option. There is no shot in hell the Patriots are a Super Bowl contender next year. No shot in oh, hell. Okay. All right. Well, easy. Easy. No chance. And the person I had to yell at with this most was Adam Jones on our station because he's been like, it's not that hard to turn it around in the NFL. They could absolutely be a playoff contender and a contender next year. There's not no enough shot. talent on the roster. No. Three, my answer, my answer is roster. three you years. You find me a team, Fitzy, mm-hmm. that got a new coach, a new GM, and a new quarterback all in one year and turned it around. I'll hang up and listen. When did, what was the, what was it like the first year of Kyle Shanahan coaching? Was that, did he and John Lynch go in hand in hand together? Uh, I don't know. I've had to do research. <laughs> I like to just pop off at the mouth, but no, right. they're not going to be good next year. And this roster has like, who's around those things. Even if you get those three things, who's the rest of the roster? All right, here we go. I'm taking a look right now. Can Wikipedia give me an answer in enough time that people don't turn the podcast off? Uh, I'll just do Kyle Shanahan Wikipedia and we'll see Kyle Shanahan has been the head coach of your San Francisco 49ers Uh, in the 2017 season. He took over with the San Francisco 49ers. Um, And I believe that's when John Lynch took over as well. I think, I don't know. Anyway, long story short. No, it's very difficult to do. So I'll say three years. I'll go with B. Yeah, I will go. And the, the wording was Super Bowl contender, right? Yes. Yeah, so the 49ers were 2-14 and 14 in Chip Kelly's final year, and they were 6-10 and 10 in Kyle Shanahan's first year. They were 4-12 and 12 in Kyle Shanahan's second year. Mm-hmm. They changed quarterbacks. They changed GMs. And they were not a competitive contending football team, just like the Patriots will not be a competitive contending football team next well, year. Well, would you look at that? 2017, what? I apologize for the interruption. 2017, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch went hand in hand and they acquired Jimmy Garoppolo that season. Yeah. Yeah. And they sucked. Uh, The 49ers went 0 and 9. Then they won six of their last seven. So they went six and 10 thereby six and 10 would be the best case scenario. I believe for the new England Patriots in 2024, I'll go with three years on the plan. Thanks for the question. Also, by the way, yeah, they added a veteran quarterback, Mm -hmm. right? Yep. He was in his fourth season. James right. Garoppolo. So they did not go the Drake May, Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels way. No. So not I would say three is the most optimistic return to contender status you can have. I'm not saying it's impossible because you're going to have high picks and cap dollars to spend, but you better nail the hell out of everything you do. Yeah. And it's not exactly, once again, a bumper crop for free agent quarterbacks next year as well. Oh, boy. You don't want any of these guys. No, no, I want Drake May or Caleb Williams. It's very simple. J- I don't know about Drake May. I think I'd rather Jaden. Jaden. Uh, no, Daniels. Yes, that's me. That's just me. You is you. Me is me. You. Dave Silva. Second to last question. Why is the fact that Patriots have the smallest staff in the NFL never talked about more? You need more assistance, whoa, whoa, whoa. not less. Is this Bill Belichick? 
I mean, is this uh, Fred Kirsch? Because this has been a Fred <laughs> Kirsch. It was funny because Fred Kirsch used to always bring this up as a positive during the dynasty years. They'd be mm -hmm. like, nobody does more with fewer assistant coaches than Bill Belichick. And A, the, the short answer, because they don't name as many assistants as other teams do. They don't name people that actually work for him. Lower level job guys, quality control guys don't get put on the roster and get named. They exist and they do things for Bill Belichick. They just don't get the notoriety and name recognition they get in other places. So I don't think it's about the size of the staff. It's about the quality of the staff. And we're talking about football here, nothing else. So clean it up if your mind's in the gutter. The quality of your staff is what matters. And I think you can question the quality of Bill Belichick's coaching staff. Uh, I would agree, but I also think that a few more coaches and quality control assistants would probably. Yeah, we help. need more cooks in yep. the kitchen. That's what we need. We well, got Bill we overextended himself. Bill did not jobs last year. We don't even know who runs the defense. No, we don't. We also don't even know who's running the offensive line right now because poor uh, Adrian Clem's been out with illness for a couple weeks. I guess it's been Billy Yates. Hey, the O line hasn't really been an issue the last couple weeks. So no. So is Billy Yates good now? He sucked last year. We blamed him as part of the Patricia thing. He couldn't do the job. Now it's good. Is he good? I don't know. What a mess. Oh, come on. We're all tied in mental knots. All right, let's end on a, f a happy one, a fun one, a seasonal one, Andy. Yeah. This one comes from at M-R-E-D, Mr. Ed 315. A horse which... is a horse, of course, of course, unless, of course, is the fabulous Mr. Ed. I think people won't care enough to make us pay for that, so that's okay. <laughs> uh, at Mr. Ed 315, which Patriots player makes the best Santa Claus? Okay, so I have a couple options in mind. I uh, so I have a I have a I have a I have two go tos. I have one on the O line, one on the D line. Okay, you pick one. I'll pick the other. Okay, I'm gonna go with. I'm actually gonna like visually. Visually, it would seem like it would be David Andrews. You just yep. die the die the big guy, good Got size, a bit of a belly. Yep, wonderful spirit, very giving. Beard. Um, but he's a little. You know, he's not so. Not so much animated as I would think maybe you might want your Santa Claus. So while he looks the part, I'm going to go with Lawrence Guy. I think Larry Guy would make a, because he's outgoing, he's a little extra goofy, big dude. I think he would love, to, I think he would be a perfect Santa. Like if the Patriots were to send an envoy to um, some sort of uh, a rally, a fundraiser, a holiday party, Boston Children's Hospital, et cetera, Lawrence Guy. Perfect Patriot Santa Claus. So those were two of my three that I thought of immediately. And the third would be Dietrich Wise. I think Dietrich Wise oh, has yeah. that affable, playful, fun, can interact with kids, the whole thing. So I think uh, Dietrich Wise, I would add to that group. Trying to, mm -hmm. So we, we obviously sort of gravitated toward the lines. Is there mm -hmm. anybody that we're sort of size shaming that maybe a smaller person that could do the job? Well, Ju uh, Juju seems to be a lot of fun. Like he's he's a good dude. Like he, I know for a fact he oh, showed Kendrick up. Yep. Yeah, if he could, if he could if he could gimp it around, that's right. Yeah, he's rehabbing, so it might be a little difficult. Oh, Santa's got a limp. That's too bad. I Santa's on crutches. Uh, like I know for a fact Juju Smith Schuster showed up at my friends uh, at the Mayflower Pantry rally that they do for my friends at Rock One Hundred Two, a station out in Springfield, which was really nice. Made a donation. Was there to uh, help raise some money for those that are. Uh, what are they? What are they? Food insecure around the holidays. How about nobody knows their way around a sack better than Matthew Judon, and he's got. There a great you go. All right. 
he could be in the mix. Um, Juwan Bentley, I feel like, could pull it off. He's got the beard. He's a bigger dude. Kind of. What about Julius Peppers? Up. Because, like, what if he showed, like, I'm Jabril. mean on the field? Uh, okay, yep. What about Jabril Peppers? Because Julius mean... Peppers would actually be good, too. He's not on the Patriots. But... <laughs> That's a tall Santa Claus. Yeah. Big uh, uh, Jabril Peppers, yeah. I a couple think Jabril Peppers there. could do it. Everybody would be like, huh. Thought Santa'd be taller. <laughs> you know what? Actually, let's put it. Let's put a vote out to the people who would make the best one. David Andrews. Let's go. David Andrews, Juju, um, Larry Guy, and Dietrich Wise. Let's put that out as a Six Rings Pod poll. Let the people vote. We'll amp it up and see who they think. I like it. And let's encourage right. them at them. Are you doing that? Who's doing that? Uh, I'll I'll do that with Turp at them. Maybe we'll, maybe yeah, we'll, we'll even get them to respond and make fun of maybe they maybe and they'll appreciate they'll appreciate that see we ended on a positive note there you go all right the the mailbag pod once again undefeated here in the land of six rings and football things we'll be coming back with our chargers patriots preview pod andy will also have the catholics crucial clashes um this week what the what is the most crucial clash is it Bill Belichick with logic. Is it Bill O'Brien versus Mac Jones? Is it Pats fans versus the team? We'll find out. Make sure you tune in here on the six rings and football things feed. And maybe we'll just be able to take you behind enemy lines and see what they're saying out in the land of Los Angeles about the bolts, the possible uh, defection of Bill Belichick in the offseason to Los Angeles and so much more. Great job, everyone on Facebook, on Twitter and beyond. We appreciate the questions. Keep joining our growing legion of Patriots engagement, analysis, interaction, and more. For at Jumbo Hart, this is at Fitzy GFY and producer Justin Turpin on Six Rings and Football Things, brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. FanDuel, make every moment more. FanDuel.com slash Six Rings today. We are a presentation of WEI Odyssey and 2400 Sports. Talk to you soon. Thanks so much, everybody. Good day. God bless. And go Pats.